Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. Well, that's good. As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble, and we were talking before we started recording, and you're kind of in this limbo time, which is made even worse because you guys got a ton of rain last week. Yeah, that the rain we got, it's basically two days of just downpour, so for the guys that were looking for small mounts, you really... You had to know where they were or be fishing conventional because the, the James blew out like crazy. Um, but a lot of guys went out on the smaller streams just because they finally got a decent shot of water. And, uh, and it's cold. I mean, the, the evenings here have been pretty chilly, especially towards the mountains. So um, it was actually a pretty decent weekend for the people that went up into the brook trout streams. I know they had, had water and still catching fish on uh, a lot of terrestrials, that sort of stuff. So. It's uh, definitely a limbo, but, you know, it's still fishing. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, you are cooling off, although I know you're going to kind of move back up into kind of the low 80s later in the week, and then I think about a week out, it's looking like you're going to have 30 to 40% chance of rain, which who knows what that means in Central Virginia. But, you know, we were talking on the smallmouth front, you're still seeing cicadas. You know, you haven't gotten really cold yet, so what should people expect when they can get back out again? I'd still throw poppers if it's if it's me until you we get a good hard frost or you don't like literally don't hear them but even then i'd probably still try some poppers um because this is really the time of the year when the smallmouth are keying in on them like i i was out last week and we saw a couple of uh cicadas fall you know just you're floating down the river and then all of a sudden you see the, the wings flapping and you you know part of you is kind of like what the heck is that at first and then you realize you know it's just a big old cicada um didn't see any fish eat them but and then I was talking to another buddy of mine who was out um, before the rain and had the same experience. So, um, you know, they're going to, they're definitely going to key into that and they're not going to forget over one night. So, uh, I'd start with poppers, uh, cicada patterns or, you know, just chartreuse, sneaky peats or, uh, any of those styles of patterns. And then, you know, switch to subsurface stuff if you're not getting anything eating. Um, cause it's definitely, uh, everything is going to start trending that way. But for now, just get as much as you can out of those poppers because we'll be at them for, what is it, another six or seven months until we'll be chucking them again. So that's my uh, that's my theory anyway. Yeah, and then on the trout stream, you know, that's in transition too, right? Because the terrestrial bite's going to start to go away, particularly the higher up you're fishing. Um, and, you know, you start moving, it's kind of funny, right? You get closer to Halloween and orange is always good, right? Yep. Yeah, that's the thing is, People have been coming into the shop and asking about hatches and that sort of stuff towards fall. Uh, and of course, you know, you can always find hatch charts for different brook trout streams. But um, the, the way that I still pretty much all year long is um, just float around on your colors and then sizes. You know, like I don't follow a, a hatch per se um, as I'm out. I, I'll just keep throwing these terrestrials and things. Um, and then again, you know, I think I've said it the past last one maybe but the greeny weenie bite is still rolling pretty strong so um i had one of my local tires drop off another six dozen so that should keep us up for another week or two um and then that'll slowly start to kind of fade out too and honestly i have no idea why i mean i know those little greeny weenies are everywhere but i (laughs) i think you were in the shop with me when that was it you on the past weekend? There was a, a yellow jacket that had, was on the shop window that had a greeny weenie, like he was eating it uh, on the shop window. So that was kind of 
or you know the green inchworm calling it the fly net now but um so they're definitely around it's easy prey for fish easy prey for everything else um and it, it's very clearly visible in the water and i think that's another additional benefit but um main thing i've seen with people the past weekend is they've you know when the water was rolling as it was um they go and they are just throwing a dry fly and our smaller streams i mean they they were filled they they had pretty good flows in them um and so i know a couple guys that went out that were like shocked because they've never seen the the flows that high um so they only caught like one fish um so it's just one of the things when we get those downpours like a two-day downpour like we had um you've got to be fishing something that gets down a little bit more than um a dry fly sometimes and and you got to be willing to make that switch you know if you just try and peg yourself in one hole then uh it'll, it'll succeed sometimes but not 24 7 so um if you do go up there you know don't just take only a dry fly box um if it's me i have a little mixture of everything um not like huge streamers because obviously these aren't huge trout but um you know small like jig style buggers um that sort of stuff i would make sure you have some of that with you when we do get those high flows which um you know everything's kind of trending back to normal now so don't got to worry about that probably this weekend unless like you said 30 percent chance rain who knows what that means here <laughs> yeah the other thing too when the water's ripping like that if you're if you're not throwing streamers and you're nymphing you also might want to ditch the indicator because that's not going to help you out a whole lot either uh-huh <laughs> so it's uh it's just one of those things you know you just got to keep putting stuff in and keep trying stuff you know until you can get something pegged down and if all you've ever done is brook trout fishing with a dry fly um, then you're missing out, uh, in reality, like some people might slap me for saying that, but there's a lot of ways to catch them, you know, and, and I catch them a lot on a dry dropper. I know for some people that's just sacrilege, you know, how could you fish a nymph to a brook trout? But, um, the reality is, is that it is very effective and, uh, that I do like catching fish. So <laughs> if I'm not building displays, you know, I want to go and, and catch some fish. So I'm not always going to be able to do that with a size 14 parachute atoms, you know? Yeah, there you go. And, you know, we've got a question for you, and interesting because it's a good kind of transition question because it's a musky question, um, and it's from Jackie in Alta Vista. And Jackie's uh, sent us questions before, and Jackie wanted to know if there's a, any time of the year where musky are more likely to feed than any other time. Uh, when it comes to the feeding, I mean, I, I think I mentioned back in the spring, honestly, I caught – three musky on accident this year um just postponed because the, the males are so aggressive then um but you know for for me the way that i fish for them typically through the fall we start throwing big stuff because you know that's a lot of them are just eating big stuff so, and when i say that i mean like 14 to 16 inch flies um sometimes smaller when i get tired but um so you know when it comes to are they feeding more in Virginia, it's a little weird because whereas like up north in some of those places where, you know, everything freezes over, they still are eating obviously, but um, their their body temperature gets closer to actually freezing. Here, since everything stays pretty moderate, um, you know, muskies are going to be feeding well, 24-7. They, they have to eat, uh, might be once every three days, but uh, for me... I pretty much just hope for the best in terms of like, when are they most active? Um, typically the pre-spawn and your post-spawn, um, like pre-spawn being uh, into like April before then, um, that's when 
a lot of guys are going there looking for like the giant females and it's one of those things that's just they're bulking up before the spawn um and then like i said the post spawn this year you can catch them by accident just because they're so territorial and mad at the world um which isn't necessarily a feeding response it's more of just a trigger response of there's something in their territory and they want to, to kill it or get it out of their territory um so you know, I don't know if that necessarily answers the question because, in, in reality, if if the question is is when's the best chance to catch one because they are feeding the most, um, for me, I like catching them post spawn just because they're a little bit easier. Um, they're still usually towards like the holes or, um, but you know, because summertime don't really fish for them too much. But everybody knows they're on the creek mouth, but I just don't like the thought of potentially killing one i guess the jury's still out on that dumb but um and then i like smallmouth so that's very waffly answer but that's mainly because they always are somewhat eating but it's just like every three to four days because the meals that they're eating are typically larger fish that can hold them for a little while um you know that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or our Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag. And we enter a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And Ethan, before I let you go, why don't you let folks know, you know, old, well, current, almost soon to be old location and hours and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, right now, the shop is on Commerce Street in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, and we're just moving up one block up to Main Street. That'll be November 1st. will be our first day up there. Um, so that's a, that's what I've been spending lots of time during the past since July. But um, if you can't make it to the shop, then you can always find pretty much all of our inventory online um, at tailtellersda.com. Uh, and that's one of those things. Once we're in the new shop, then our online store is going to get a, a pretty good overall as well. So um, look for that to increase in terms of the, the user friendliness. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find us. And then again, Instagram or email all that stuff. So it's great to me. So lots of ways to get in contact. Yeah, well, there you go. And you know, folks, you owe it to yourself. You got a lot of choices. You can catch the tail end of smallmouth season or you can catch the front end of trout season. You owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines.